Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi everyone and welcome to Cognitive Recalibration. I'm your host Shravan, we've got Taran here with us and we talk about movies, TV shows and video games. When you said the name, it kind of lagged in the video and it sounded like you said cognitive regression, (laughs) which is what happens on this show to me whenever we record it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's what happens to listeners when they listen to it. When we started this show, I had the maturity of a 25-year-old. I've gotten down to 10 now. By the time we've finished, I'll be dead. a five-year-old. Yeah. Well, dead. Yeah. <laughs> Practically dead. Okay. So, th- th- in this episode, we're going to do a couple of reviews, actually, because we, we missed out on doing Godzilla King of Monsters because I never watched it, and I still haven't watched it, but we thought yeah. we'd review it anyway because Taran has watched it. And we're also going to review Men in Black International, which is a, a new release that just came out, and I have watched that, but... Taran hasn't watched that. Are you planning to watch it? Uh, well, maybe. I've spent a lot of money on movies these days, and I've been burnt too many times. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I want to go watch another one that's going to burn me like this. Yeah. Well, based off your review, I'll decide. Okay, let's, let's, see. let's see what you think after my review. But we're going to start off with the older movie, which is Godzilla King of Monsters. So now you've got you to gotta attempt to remember that movie because you were just telling me you can't remember it. Yeah, I watched it two weeks. Two, when did it come out? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I think. Uh, I watched it when it came out. So I have a Who Am I? And it's a... Godzilla-related one? Yeah, it's a kaiju-related. Like a kaiju okay. Who Am I? You probably won't get it. Okay. But Is the it, audience might. I only know the ones in this movie, so... <laughs> so if it's one of those, I got them. And I've basically forgotten the ones in this movie as well, so... <laughs> even if it's one of those, I might not get it. So it basically has to be Godzilla... <laughs> For you to get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, I was a millennium, an ancient alien that crashed into Earth millions of years in the past and remained dormant on the bottom of the sea, encased in rock. My ship was discovered by the CCI, or the Crisis Command Intelligence, and they attempted to hoist it out of the water with balloons. However, the movement resulted in my awakening and I raised myself and my ship out of the water on my own. Then I went on search to find a genetic material that I needed to reconstruct my physical body. I eventually found Godzilla, whose DNA could help me regain my normal form. I attacked and defeated the King of Monsters and in the process absorbed his DNA. However, I did not anticipate the side effects of the absorption, with my cells being mutated and me taking a rather monstrous form. I am 60 metres tall, 75 metres in length and weigh 40,000 tonnes. Who am I? Is it Shaquille O'Neal? No, it's not. Okay. I was close, I think. Yeah, it's not not a bad answer. Listeners have till the end of the episode to to think about who this might be. I've given you an extra clue that it's not Shaquille Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. So we'll move on to Godzilla King of Monsters, or Godzilla 2 King of Monsters, I think the official title is. I think in other places it's Godzilla King of Monsters. 
And here in Australia, it's Godzilla 2, King of Monsters. And then some places, it's probably just King of Monsters. Maybe. Or just yeah. Godzilla. Oh, just Godzilla. Or yeah. just Godzilla 2. Or just King. Well, probably not that one. <laughs> that's, that's too obscure. <laughs> so it was released on the 31st of May. And it's directed by Michael Doherty. And his previous works are Trick or Treat in 2007 and Trick or Treat Making Friends in 2010. Mm, it doesn't sound like they made too many friends, to be honest, <laughs> based off the synopsis. And then in 2015, he directed the movie Krampus. It stars Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, and Millie Bobby Brown. The budget was between 170 to 200 million, and the box office to date is 303 million worldwide. So it's not setting the box office on fire. Do you know when you look at these numbers and it's like 300 million or like, oh, this movie took $500 million to make? That's like so much money. Where does all this money go? <laughs> Do you ever wonder, like, is that the actual number? of how much money it costs to make a movie, because that's ridiculous. Most people don't make that much amount of money in their life. Yeah, but they need to pay a lot of people to make these movies. So it goes yeah. it goes towards paying people. For this kind of movie, it'd be like the CGI, the sets, just paying all the production staff as well. So that's it's how ridiculous. it ends up being that much. And the money basically comes from banks. So it's not someone's bank account. I think they yeah, take no out one's a paying, loan. No one's paying for this shit. Yeah. I think they take out a loan or like I think in this case Warner Brothers or something would take out a loan and they would pay for it. I mean, I'm not an expert in this stuff, but if anyone is, just let us know. Just send us a tweet or an email of how this works. But I'm guessing that's how it works because Warner Brothers would have a lot of money, but I'm pretty sure they fund their movies through loans. And Do they have like a billion dollars lying around just waiting to go? You'd have to look at their financials, but um, a lot of these companies do have a lot of cash lying around, like Disney would. Like a billion dollars? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all listed as well. So they, they have shareholders. So the shareholders would have bought in shares. So they get money through that as well. They're like any big company, like an app. They probably don't have as much money as an Apple, but yeah. So welcome to our podcast, Cognitive Regression, where we talk about companies <laughs> and, and how they make money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if, if the episode is about a, a bad movie, it's called Cognitive Regression, and if it's about a good movie, it's Cognitive Recalibration. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. yeah. You so, get that started, and I'll <laughs> review this movie. <laughs> okay, so what's the story, non-spoilers? Story, non-spoilers? Um, it's pretty much a basic Godzilla movie, just Godzilla's doing his thing, just hanging about, and then... Other monsters come. So this is a direct sequel to the Godzilla 2014. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's got one character from that movie. Is the it? The guy that says Godzilla. Ken Watanabe? That, yeah, yeah, the Asian dude. Yeah. yeah. He's in this movie to say Godzilla and just say say his name, basically. He's the only qualified person in the world that can say Godzilla properly. So <laughs> That guy, if there's any movie that's even slightly related to Japan, he's in that movie? Yeah. Like, he was yeah. in uh, Detective Pikachu as well. Yeah, he's he's a Japanese connoisseur. He's he's basically, like, he's also an actor, but he's also, like, their Japanese foreign correspondent. So, he's <laughs> like, so so they're like, hey, Ken, do, do you think this will go down well with the Japanese people? He's like, no, 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 they're not going to like that. <laughs> Got to do it like this. So, he, you, you get two jobs out of it, basically. Yeah. Two, two jobs for one. And you yeah. know how he was in Batman Begins? And, like, yeah. for, for half the time he's in the movie, or, like, 75% of the time he's in the movie, you don't even know that he can speak English. And then in one scene, he suddenly starts speaking English. Do you know Chris Nolan also, for half the time filming that movie, he didn't know he could speak English. <laughs> and then one day he walks in and then Ken's speaking English. He's like, what the fuck, Ken? <laughs> what's, what's going on? We can give you English lines now. So that, that's that, how that came That whole came scene about. was improvised. He actually didn't have any lines in that scene, but he just started talking yeah. and they're like, well, this yeah. is pretty good. We'll keep it in. And we're like, geez, I didn't even know he could speak English. And they <laughs> kept it in. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought he was yeah. Ra's al Ghul, but he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was That's Neeson. in the movie, though, not in real life. <laughs> All right. Moving, moving on. So what, what is we, the story? We keep trying to not talk about this movie. <laughs> so Godzilla's, Godzilla's out there. He's doing his... Just He's doing his thing. About. And then um, there's this guy at the Game of Thrones, Tywin Lannister for Game of Thrones. You haven't seen Game of Thrones, but... He's he's that dude, and he comes. He's also in Dracula Untold. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, I don't know his actual name. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. That's it. So he kidnaps Eleven from Stranger Things and um, 
the chick who gets rid of demons in Conjuring. So he kidnaps both of them and their daughter and mother in this. And the guy from Friday Night Lights is their dad. They work for this company that takes care of all the monsters. There's like, in this movie, there's like 50 monsters around the world. And they're like in all the major capital cities for some reason. Because, you know, monsters like nightlife in their spare time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they're they're just, um, they're hanging about, but they're all asleep. And then at the start of the movie, one of them wakes up. I won't ruin which one. And then Charles Dance kidnaps everyone. and wants. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, he dances to wake up all the anim- all the monsters. And who's going to stop them? I don't know. Godzilla? Yeah, it's Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the king of monsters, so I'm guessing, you know, he has something to say about all these monsters. There's only like four, four main monsters in this movie. But they wake up a lot of them, but they don't do anything. It's only so four why, main why do they monsters. wake them up? It's, it's a spoiler. Do you want me to say? No, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they wake them up for yeah. some reason. They're waking them up. Yes. Yeah. Godzilla's already awake though, because he's in. He's an insomniac. <laughs> he he can't go to sleep. Yeah. He's he tries. So where does he live? He, Godzilla. Yeah. That's also a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Full of spoilers. All right. We'll we'll, do, yeah. we'll we'll do all that in spoilers. So what what were the positives and negatives? Positives. It has more Godzilla than the first Godzilla movie, which is good. Like, in the first Godzilla movie, you don't see him until... Apparently, he only has 11 minutes of footage or something. In this, he's in he's in there in the first 20 minutes. He's there. He's there. He's ready. He's kicking to go. You see him straight away. And he does some cool stuff. I think he actually does cooler stuff in the other Godzilla movie, but he does some pretty cool stuff in this. All the monsters look great. There's three main ones other than Godzilla, and they all look good. Visual effects are good. The human characters aren't totally annoying. They, they're okay, and they don't spend too much time with them, so it's good. Yeah, that's about it. In terms of positives. Yeah, okay. Negatives? Negatives. It's a bit boring through the middle. When the monsters aren't fighting, there's nothing much really going on, so it feels a bit boring, but there's not much story. Look, there there really isn't a story. It's it's just monsters fighting, so... I guess that's why people are watching this movie. If you're looking for a deeper story, you're not going to get it. Anything else that wasn't great? No, there's there's probably tons of plot holes, but people probably already discussed all that stuff. Some, some stuff's pretty stupid in this movie. What's that? It's a bird? <laughs> okay, I thought it was on your I thought it was an alarm. I thought it was an alarm. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> um, I thought it was yeah, on anyway. your end. Are you sure it's not an alarm on your end? No, it was yours. It okay. was definitely yours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The plot isn't great, but I didn't go to watch it for the plot. I went to watch it for the monster fighting, and the monster fighting was okay. I thought it could have been a bit better. They most of it's in the dark, which I don't like. I wish there was some more daytime fighting. Majority of it is in the dark because, for some reason, one of the monsters carries like a a hurricane with him. So wherever he goes, it becomes dark. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. At one point, I thought it would be like the climax would be like a full daylight fight scene between the two monsters, but then one of the monsters rocks up and it just becomes dark again. He brings the darkness with him. If we don't have anything else non-spoilers, we can jump into spoilers, but we'll do the uh, rating first. The rating, okay. Yeah, so Infinity Stone rating. Does it have the Soul yeah. Stone? A little bit. I would say half. Half a soul. I'm guessing the soul would come from the human characters, unless yeah, there's, this- a, there's a tragic backstory to Godzilla or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no there's, there's a little bit of soul in it, okay. I would say. But you don't really care about most of the human characters. You care a little. The Time Stone? There's a flashback. <laughs> Again, flashbacks don't count, so... Why do flashbacks not count? <laughs> flashbacks are jumping between time. Um, other than the flashback, there's nothing. Is the movie well-paced? No, probably not. Okay, so then yeah. Th- yeah. those but are the there two categories. Fla- either it has to have time travel or the movie has to be well-paced. And if it doesn't have okay. either, then it doesn't get it. What about flashbacks? I, f- I swear flashbacks should count for something. It depends how many there are. If like, the whole movie's a flashback, then... Then maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Batman Begins, that would get the time stone because they keep flashing between when he's older and younger. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's there's one flashback. That doesn't count. Howlstone? Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful King guy. of Monsters. The Mind Stone? Nah, not really. I'm guessing there wouldn't be if it's just uh, monsters fighting. Monsters fighting each other. Yeah. Don't think you need to think about that. 
Does it have the reality stone? Kind of. It happens in real cities. Like you see, you see monuments and landmarks. But is it real? No. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing it's probably not. Unless there's actually Godzilla out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, which there isn't. Does it have the space stone? No, no space, unfortunately. They don't go into space. No. Godzilla doesn't jump onto the that, moon. That would be cool. Godzilla <laughs> can't fly, though, but yeah. yeah. Can he jump, like, pretty far? I don't think he tries. He's a bit lazy. He looks like he's got big quads, but, like, he's got very small legs. So does he just walk? Yeah. I does think he run? Very slow walk. I've never seen him run, no. He's an old fella, so. Yeah. How's he the king of monsters? He, he has a lot of liabilities. Like, he can't run, can't fly. But then he's got, like, nuclear breath, so. Yeah. <laughs> that makes all the difference. <laughs> So is it cognitive recalibration or cognitive regression? Sounds like regression to me. I like. I thought it was recalibration. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I want them to keep making these. Well, they're going to make the. They've already started making Godzilla vs King Kong. After Godzilla vs King Kong, I'm happy if they stop. I do want them to make. I don't want this to be the last one. I want that to be the last one. Because this movie's not doing that well. Yeah. So that's that's my worry that if they. But they're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna make Godzilla. They've already started making that, so they they, okay. they yeah. have to release it. Might be another Dark Phoenix session, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I'm happy if they stop after after that. Yeah. Okay, spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and you care about spoilers, go to the timestamps in the description and you can skip to our MIB review, which is next. But, yeah, if you don't care about spoilers, then keep listening. Okay, what do you want to know spoilers well? Um. So where does Godzilla live? He lives in Atlantis. Lives in Atlantis? Oh, with Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, how does Godzilla get everywhere so fast? He, he travels between places so fast. They, they're, like, following him and they keep losing him. And they're like, where's he? How's he getting there? And then one of the guys is like, there's a hole in the earth. And he, he goes into the hole in the earth and then he comes out in a different spot. And then um they follow him into this hole into into the earth and you find out it's Atlantis. Well, they don't specifically say this is Atlantis. But it's Atlantis. So the the hole in the earth, he can come out anywhere? I think so. So there's multiple holes. Yeah, it's like a wormhole, I think. Or they keep losing I don't know if that's what it is, but they keep losing him and they're like, where do you go? So he can live he can live in water. Yes. Yeah. But Atlantis is above water as well. It's like in the middle of the earth, so Oh, it's where Nicole Kidman was. Yes, yes. It's like a waterfall. It's like behind the waterfall. But for some reason there's a lot of Atlantis has a lot of nuclear energy. So, basically, when Godzilla gets injured, he goes to Atlantis to sleep for a little bit so that he gets his power back because there's nuclear energy there. And he feeds off the nuclear energy. What, what's that guy's name? The the main big monster in this movie. I forgot what it's called. King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah? King Ghidorah. But Godzilla's king of monsters. I think it's King Ghidorah. So, he's the king of that king. Or does he defeat him? So, that's why he's the king of monsters. So, Ghidorah's the one with three heads? Yes. Yep. But he's not one of the other monsters. He's this alien that comes down from, from space. They don't show it, though. That's why there's no space. No. They don't show it coming. But uh, they infer that he's from space. He's from space. He's from space. Does he get a mutation? He has three heads. That counts, if that counts <laughs> as a mutation. As in, did he always have three heads? I think so. And then there's Rodan, who's the who's the hurricane monster, right? Rodan is like this fire monster. He he breathes fire and he flies. And Mothra. Mothra is um, a giant monster. Godzilla's, Godzilla's girlfriend. Oh, they! I thought they were fighting each fighting each other. No, no, Godzilla, Godzilla and Mothra are like friends. Oh, they're friends. And then Rodan and King Ghidorah are like friends. I didn't know Godzilla had friends. <laughs> yeah, Mothra, Mothra's his mate, oh. girlfriend. They they like each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know how it works though, because they've both been asleep for a long time. <laughs> At the start of the movie, um, Mothra gets born, but Mothra starts off as a caterpillar, and then she turns into a like an actual caterpillar. Like she's a big caterpillar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like a big caterpillar. And then she turns into like a big butterfly. Okay. Or maybe it's a moth because it is Mothra. Maybe she's a big moth. But she's some kind of flying but, creature. But she's good. She's good, yes. Yeah. And the other two want to destroy the world. So so King Ghidorah wants to kill everyone. And he wants to be... King Ghidorah wants to be the king of monsters. They don't talk, so it's hard to kind of think, know what they're thinking. But this is what I thought they were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so King... King Ghidorah wants to become the king of monsters, 
but Godzilla is the king of monsters, so he's, they have to fight each other to try and see who's boss. And then King Ghidorah gets Rodan on his side. He's like, you're mine now. It's pretty much like Black Panther. No, no, it's nothing like Black Panther. Yeah, because so King, King Ghidorah is um, Killmonger and Rodan is Andy Serkis and, and Godzilla no. is Black Panther. <laughs> No, you've and, got it all wrong. And Mothra is um, Mothra is um, Okoye. No, I've I've obviously explained it wrong because <laughs> it's, it's that's not even close to what it is. <laughs> it's not even close. No, but you take you take from what you want to take. I'm not going to explain it again. You t- if you want if you want to think that I'm happy, you, you take what you want to take. There's a couple of twists. One of the twists. No, there's one twist. Charles Dance is an alien. Charles Dance captures Vera Farmiga. Yeah, I thought you already said that. No, no, no. I, I, this, I'm not up to a twist yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So they capture Vera Farmiga and Millie Bobby Brown. And then Vera Farmiga has this box that awakens the animals. So that's why, that's why he captures her. So that he could go and wake all the animals. You find out that it's actually Vera Farmiga's idea and she wanted to wake up all the animals. Okay. So she's, she was a bad guy. So she made it look like they Charles planned it Dance, together. Charles Dancer captured No, no, they planned it together. Yeah, but she made so it she look asked, like she was kidnapped. Yeah, she asked Charles Dance to kidnap her. Why did he have to kidnap Millie Bobby Brown? They were there together. Their idea is they want to kill everyone so that the world can start again. Wouldn't that mean they die as well? No, not everyone. Like, like it's the classic, like, survival of the fittest kind of thing. So, like, the guys who survive, survive. Everyone else dies. And then they can start again. But Why? Not sure. Not sure. Because of global warming? <laughs> Done too much Could damage, be. so we have to like, I think so. Reset. Maybe. T- well, they show, like, this footage of the first ones in San Francisco, isn't it? Yeah. Like, after the Godzilla attack in San Francisco, like, the environment grows and it's, like, all green and lush now. So they want to do that, except to the whole world. Also, Vera Farmiga and Guy from Friday Night Lights, their daughter's Millie Bobby Brown, but they also had a son who dies in San Francisco. This picks up, like, five years after Godzilla, the yep, first one. Yeah. Yeah. And Godzilla's just been missing for five years? Yes. Do they link it in with King Kong at all? There's, there's like, a map, and you see um, all the monsters, and one of them's on Skull Island. And they they kind of mention it. There's other monsters yeah. on Skull Island, isn't there? Or did King Kong kill all of them? These are, like, the greatest monsters. There's other monsters, but these are, like, the big monsters. The big ones, yeah. So yeah, why yeah. would King Kong want to fight Godzilla? Sounds like Godzilla's a, a nice guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, look, I think they're both nice guys. I think it'll be like a... Like Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, yeah. Hopefully Shane Black doesn't direct it. <laughs> I, I think there'll be some kind of misunderstanding, like like maybe Godzilla had dibs on Mothra, but, you know, King Kong accidentally takes Mothra out for a date or something, and then it's like... What's up? What's happening, man? What's what's this? And You're taking it. my girl out for a date, and yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But some kind of misunderstanding. But wouldn't Godzilla just like obliterate King Kong? Maybe he goes easy on him. Yeah. Well, it's too. Yeah. He's too nice. He's too nice. Yeah. Guy. But they're, they're good blokes. So at the end, Rodan fights Mothra, and um, Godzilla fights King Ghidorah. They both win. The good guys win. Um, but Mothra dies. Mothra dies. Mothra dies. Yeah. I think she'll be reborn. She'll be reborn. Yeah, she'll be back. All right. So she can't really die. I think she'll be back. I, I, she died, but I think, or maybe she was just mortally wounded. Maybe maybe Godzilla will take her down to Atlantis and they can chill there for a little bit. Oh, there's another part. Can Watanabe dies? Because Godzilla's... Steps on him. No, no. <laughs> Godzilla, gets, Godzilla gets beaten by King Ghidorah. So he goes to Atlantis to sleep for a little bit. But they're like, by the time he wakes up, we'll all be dead. So we've got to wake him up earlier. So they hit him with a nuke. They hit Godzilla. They hit Godzilla with a nuke, yeah. But they can't get close enough to hit him with the nuke, so Ken has to carry the nuke into Atlantis and, um, yeah, hit him with it. Why, why did he have to do it? Because it's unclear why he <laughs> Unclear why he specifically had to do it, but he kind of volunteered to do it. Okay. Yeah. He, he had enough yeah. of the franchise. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, after this, I'm gone, guys. Yeah. Just so find a way. Like, she, he, did a, he did a Jennifer Lawrence. He's like, just kill me somehow. Yeah, just kill me somehow. So he's so he's dead, yeah. Is Charles Dance still around? Charles Dance is in, was it a post-credit scene? I can't remember if it was at the end of the movie or if it was a post-credit scene. But there's, King Ghidorah has three heads. At different points of the movies, people chop off one of his heads 
and then he just grows another one. But at the end of this movie, you see that he's uh, he's acquired one of King Ghidorah's heads. I don't know what he's going to do with it. Probably like weird sex stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> He's he 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 has he has a King Ghidorah head. Maybe he'll create a a villain for King Kong Godzilla, and then King Kong and Godzilla have to team up. I think that is a possibility, or maybe by Charles Dance. Is it Charles Dance isn't in that movie though, so I'm not sure. Maybe Godzilla three, but I don't know if they should make a Godzilla three. Maybe just cut it off at King Kong Godzilla. I'll be happy with just that. Just end it there, unless there's more. Unless there's more Avengers that they can, like, bring together. Yeah. Well, I reckon King Kong vs. Godzilla is, like, the Civil War. So, like, they fight, but yeah. then there's a bad guy. There's a um, Then there's Endgame. There's a Baron Zemo. Oh, there's, Infin- yeah. there's Infinity War. Yeah, then there's Infinity War. Because mm-hmm. Godzilla and mm-hmm. King Kong have a falling out, and they, they're not yeah. talking. But then this monster okay. comes to Earth. Well, and- they're not talking at the moment either, so <laughs> it won't be too bad. <laughs> and then this monster comes to Earth. He, he takes Godzilla to space. And then Godzilla gets left on a planet, and he he has no way of coming back. And then, and then on Earth, he the, the, the alien comes back to Earth and he fights King Kong, and then King Kong gets mortally mortally wounded. In the next movie, Godzilla finds a way back because Captain Marvel brings him back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. just just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they and team then they up. have time travel. And then they time travel. Yeah, time travel to save all the Avengers. They time travel back to all the all the three movies that have happened. Okay. Yeah. No, that'll be good. Do they bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson? Yeah, they bring him back as um as Quicksilver. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They they got it mixed up. Does Elizabeth Olsen also come back as um Scarlet Witch? Yeah, she comes back as Scarlet Witch and then she like fights the alien for a little bit. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh shit, this is the wrong movie. <laughs> I reckon that'll be awesome. That'll be a mess. Yeah. Whoever wrote this is stupid. <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? You wrote it. <laughs> tell us how good that story is. Just tell us you want to watch it and I'll um I'll have a word with Warner Brothers. Uh, is that all we had for Godzilla King Monsters? Do you want Do you want to know anything else about it? Any other major spoilers? Vera Farmiga dies. Oh, she dies too. She dies as well. Yeah, she becomes a like a an evil spirit. No, she's good. She turns good again. Oh, she okay. She becomes a, a good spirit, and yeah, because um, yes. she, she's back for Annabelle. Annabelle yes, comes yeah. home, so she'll be back. Annabelle yeah. comes home. Is that yeah. what it's actually called? I'm pretty sure. So. Is it Annabelle? Something like that, yeah, yeah. or uh, something yeah. home. Animal but home yeah, she dies. Yeah, yeah, she dies, but she turns good again. Okay, she turns good. And Millie Bobby Brown, she gets ready for Stranger Things season three. Yes, yeah, she's ready to go. And the guy from Friday Night Lights is trying to look for more work. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's, he's just sending around his tape, and yeah, he's he's just trying to find some more work. Yeah. All right. Let us know if you've watched Godzilla King of Monsters, if you enjoyed it as much as Taron did, and if you liked any of the. Uh, theories that we had so we'll move on to the latest release men in black international which i watched um so i'll talk about what happened in this movie it released on the 14th of june so just a couple of days ago it's directed by f gary gray fast furious yeah i I just realized both his first name and his surname they have the same letters it is like a different order gary gray f gary gray yeah Yeah. nice name good name (laughs) Did he do Straight Outta Compton as well? Yeah, so he did. Did he did Straight Outta Compton? He did. Yeah. He did Italian Job back in two thousand three. Mark Wahlberg, great movie. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and he did Straight Outta Compton, which is meant to actually be really good. Yeah, very good. He did Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious, also very good. Depending <laughs> who you ask, is the best movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until Hobbs and Shaw comes out. So this movie stars Thor and Valkyrie and uh, Kumail Nanjiani. And yeah, and Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, in his only other notable role, Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> and Razal Ghul's in it. Razal Ghul. Oh, and Liam Neeson. Yes, yeah, yeah. Not, not Ken, not Ken Watanabe. No, no. The, the actual yeah. Razal Ghul is in yeah, it. Yeah. And Nanny McPhee's in it. Yes. Or yes. also P- Professor Trelawney. She's, she's in Professor, it. Yeah. yeah. Changes roles every now and then. And the girl from Mission Impossible, the later Mission Impossible movies is in it. Which one? Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Star-studded cast. Yeah. Okay. Is Will Smith in it? Will Smith is not in it. Is um Tommy Lee Jones in it? No. There are, I'll talk about it in spoilers. They're sort of in it, but not really. Story-wise, so Tessa Thompson, she's- She's a woman, so they don't let her in. And then she's like, fuck this. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> there's, there's actually a joke about that. It's the second movie in a row that they have a joke about. Because, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Both the titles had men in them, so X-Men and Men in Black, and both of them have a reference to why they don't talk about women. So basically, Tessa Thompson, when she was a kid, so, so this alien kind of broke into their house. The parents get freaked out and they're about to call the police. But before they even call them, the men black show up and they're like, we heard you, you called pest control. And they're like, yeah, but we haven't even called you yet. And then they neuralize them. So they wipe their minds. But um, Tessa Thompson, she's sitting on like the... But she's wearing sunglasses. No, she wasn't actually. Like she was sitting, she was on like the top floor and she was looking through the window and her parents and men in black were like on the front lawn. And she saw them getting their minds wiped, but she didn't get her mind wiped because she wasn't looking directly at it. Because she's blind. Well, it, it's, it could be. <laughs> Is that the plot twist? <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically she sees this like little alien dude. He's like a, like a cute little alien. Oh, Kumail Nanjiani. No, no. He's, he, he comes in later. Uh, and um, okay. then, then from that point onwards, she's always wanted to find out the truth about, about the universe. And, she, and she's like grown up and... Uh, Everyone just thinks she's kind of weird and crazy because she thinks aliens are real. And meanwhile, we've got Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson. They're a bit of a team in the in the in the Men in Black, Men in Black International. So they're the London branch, and they're they're fighting some alien race. Uh, I think it's called the Hive or something. And they come to Paris, and apparently they defeat it. And the so Hemsworth and Liam Neeson, they're like the the top agents of the London branch. So Liam Neeson is like the top, top agent. So he like leads it. And then Hemsworth is like his, his main man. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, Tessa Thompson finds a way to Men in Black headquarters somehow and she joins the team. And then shenanigans ensue. Yeah. She ends up working with Hemsworth and, uh, you find out what happens. Is Liam Neeson actually a bad guy? We'll talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen any of it. I just assume he is. So we'll talk about spoilers. But basically, that's a story. And Men in Black stuff happened. Like, there's aliens and there's a bit of a mission. And What about Kumail Nanjiani? He comes is in- that spoilers as well? I can talk about him in spoilers, but yeah, he comes in a bit later for comedic relief. Is he funny? He's probably the funniest out of everyone in the movie. But whether he was funny or not is is up to you. Yeah, he was he was he was okay. Like he was pretty funny. A throwback to one of our famous news headlines in the past. Kumail Nanjiani has been hitting the gym from all accounts, from what I've heard. Is this for um that movie with with Drax? I think well, he he hit the gym for that movie, and apparently he's in the best shape of his life. So, and he's also in Marvel's Eternals. So maybe maybe for that. I'm as guessing well. it's for that movie because I'm pretty sure they've already shot all of that movie with with yeah. with Drax. Or maybe it's for Superman. <laughs> They're going in a different direction. 
<laughs> could be could be anything. Could be anything. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bit of a diversion. Yeah. Keep going. So positives. The cast was good. So it's obviously got star-studded cast, and they were all pretty good. The world is potentially pretty interesting because the first three MIB movies were mostly based in America, but this one they kind of expand their horizons, so they go to a lot of exotic locations, and that was good. But moving on to negatives, if the writing was good in this movie, this movie would have actually been, I think it would have been pretty good if it was well-written in terms of the dialogue. So they try to make it funny. They try to make it like a little bit like Thor Ragnarok. I think they were trying to go not like full Taika, but like sort of halfway there. So a little bit of comedy, especially with Hemsworth's character. But just the writing wasn't that great. So it just wasn't funny. A lot of the jokes just fall flat. And that's that's the main thing that doesn't work in this movie. And it kind of had to work for this movie to, to be good. The other thing is the action sequences were a bit, it was just a bit boring. They lacked a bit of tension. It was mostly just like, they just grabbed these like guns, like these men in black guns, and they just shoot. Is there a little gun that they shoot and it throws them backwards? Uh, There's a bit of an Easter egg with the little gun, but they don't use it in this movie. They don't use it, okay. But yeah, there wasn't much in terms of good action. Towards the end, there was one sort of okay one, but mostly the action was forgettable. And there is a twist in this movie. And it was, I don't know if it's because I watch a lot of movies. Liam Neeson's a bad guy. But it's very, very predictable. We'll talk about it more in spoilers in case you haven't did seen I, it Did yet. I pick the twist from just the trailer? <laughs> is that how predictable the twist is? We'll see. Yes. All, all will be revealed in, in a couple of minutes. So we'll, we'll jump to the rating. Do you know what the biggest plot twist is? I've actually seen the movie. I'm lying. I've seen everything. <laughs> No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, yeah. Infinity Stone rating, does it have the Soul Stone? Does it have the Soul Stone? I think it has half because there are moments where there, there are some character moments. So Hemsworth is kind of like this arrogant. He he used to be like a really diligent agent when he was, uh, before he became like a, a massive success and he like saved the world or something with Liam Neeson. He used to be a good agent. But then after that, he's become sort of arrogant not uh, dissimilar to Thor, I guess, a little bit like that. He become, he thinks he's too good for everything. And so he has a bit of development throughout the movie. So I thought that was good. And Tessa Thompson's character has a bit of development too because she's spent her whole life trying to find out about aliens and she never really had any relationships or any basically any, any sort of emotional attachment to anything. So she spent her whole life trying to do basically this was her goal. And she has a bit of a an arc as well. So I thought that was good. But all that being said, that was maybe 10 minutes of the movie. So most of the movie isn't based on that. I would probably just give it a half. Does it have a time stone? No. Doesn't even have flash... Oh, actually, it has one flashback. Does it have flashbacks? It has flashbacks. Oh. It has one flashback. See, I would, but I, would, I, would give it, I would give it the time stone if it had a flashback. But, um, but that's no. my personal view. It's, it's like yeah. a two-minute flashback, so I wouldn't count it. Well, oh, that's a long flashback. <laughs> If you think about the movie, it's how, how long is the movie? Two hours. Take two minutes out of that. It's, it's a decent a size. <laughs> it doesn't have the power stone. I'm guessing it does. Does it have that little gun? They don't use it though. Yeah, but it has it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a lot of guns. So I guess, yeah. and it has action, but the action's not great. So I don't know if I would give it the power stone. Maybe half. <laughs> okay. Like it, it does have a lot of action, but I just didn't feel the action was that good. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'll just give it a half. Does it have the Mind Stone? No, because I don't think even the original ones did. I don't think they were meant to be, like, thought-provoking. But, yeah, this is, like, a pretty straightforward movie. Again, like I said, it's kind of predictable, so no, it doesn't have the Mind Stone. Does it have the Reality Stone? No, because it's about aliens. Unless aliens are real, then maybe it does. Um, a lot of the stuff that happens is not very realistic, so no. And even the characters, I guess a lot of movies aren't realistic. We, we should talk about it in terms of do the characters make sense? I guess uh, I guess they do, sort of, some of them. I think Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson's ones do. Maybe a half. Maybe we'll give it a half a reality. And space, surprisingly, it doesn't have the space stone. doesn't have space in a movie about aliens. Interesting. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but yeah. So what what does that give us? I think half half soul, half mind, half reality. So you gave it half power, didn't you? Yeah, I did yeah, give I it half so. a power. So yeah. half half soul, yeah. half a power, half a mind, half a reality. So that's two two out of six. So overall, it's just a bit boring. <laughs> it's the second mm-hmm. movie in a row that I've just found a little bit boring. 
it had potential. Could have been funny if it, if if the if the jokes hit, then it would have been okay. But they didn't for me. So I just think it's a bit forgettable and probably not worth not worth watching the cinema. So I'd have to give it a cognitive regression. So after that review, are you keen to watch it? That depends. I got a couple of questions for you. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll jump into spoilers. So if you haven't seen Men in Black International and you care about spoilers, look in the timestamps and you can skip straight to the end where we do the who am I. But if you have watched the movie or you don't care about spoilers, you can keep listening. So spoilers, what did you have? Is Liam Neeson the bad guy? <laughs> so yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, so there are these bad guys. This is the other thing I didn't mention. So there's these villains. They have no character. They're just these guys and they're looking for this thing. So I'll go through the movie. So basically Tessa Thompson joins this team, right? She joins the MIB and they go on their first mission and there's this guy that these two aliens are trying to track down and they, and this guy has, I don't know what it is. It's like this weapon that can destroy the hive or whatever it is. And it's a little gun. And well, it's kind of a big gun. It, it's it's little, but it turns big. Yeah, it's this like massive gun, and basically the whole movie is about trying to get that. And this guy gives the weapon to Tessa Thompson because he doesn't trust Hemsworth anymore. He's actually Agent H in this as well. Chris. Yeah, he's H, and Tessa Thompson's M, Agent M. Agent M. That was Michael Jackson in the third movie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, was it? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Tessa Thompson gets recruited by Emma Thompson. I don't think they're related. No, I don't think so. Based off skin color. And one of them's British and one of them's American. Well, the, the, but look, you can you can't infer those kind of things. Maybe they are. She gets recruited and then uh, she she gets sent to London branch to work on a mission. Basically, her and Agent H go on a bit of a mission and they find they get this mission of finding this gun thing and they find it. But then the the alien so basically the aliens are trying to catch them all along and at the same point in time, they figure out that there's a mole in, in MIB and because they knew exactly where they were at, at that point in time where they were meant to get this gun thing and um, the men in black somehow um, must have leaked the information and that's how they were able to find it. So there's a mole in MIB and afterward, basically Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson become prime suspects because they kind of go a bit rogue and so everyone thinks it's them but it's not actually them. And there's this other guy. So the reason it's so predictable is there's this other guy that works under Liam Neeson. So he's like equal to Hemsworth, but like Hemsworth gets all the the good treatment because he's like a favorite of Liam Neeson and he's kind of a bit jealous of him. And the whole time you think that this guy's the mole because he, he keeps like saying stuff that makes it look like he's the mole, but obviously it'd be too obvious if he was. So it's not him. And it ends up being Liam Neeson. And you only find out towards the end. And so Rebecca Ferguson comes into this because she's an alien, but she was Chris Hemsworth's ex or something. And like... Oh, okay. And she also wants the weapon. Is she a good alien? She is not. It's a bad alien. She's like this gangster or something. She has a lot of power and she lives on an island in Italy somewhere. (laughs) She's in it for like 10 minutes. She's not in it for that long. And it comes back to... You know that alien at the start that Tessa Thompson sees in her bedroom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it comes back to him because he works for Rebecca Ferguson and he's grown up. like He was like a little cute alien back then, but he turns into this like monstrous big dude. that He still wears a suit though. He wears a nice suit. So he's like this big furry blue alien guy and he works for Rebecca Ferguson and he has a fight with Chris Hemsworth. It's the part, you probably saw it in the trailers where Chris, saw it in the trial, yeah. Chris Hemsworth like chucks the hammer and he catches it. Basically, he, he's about to capture both Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson's like, yeah, I know you. And, and then he remembers her and he lets them go. Oh, okay. So he's a good alien. Who's Kumail Nanjiani? Oh, yeah. So he, there's this race of aliens that are like these little green aliens. And they had a queen. And I think the queen was after this weapon thing as well. But she gets killed. And basically the whole race gets killed. And he worked as the main guard to the queen. So he's the only one that survives. And then he ends up just coming on the ride with 
with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson for comedic relief. But yeah, it's 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 just pretty predictable. Is the end some kind of thing where they they zoom out and they're like a I don't know a piece of gum that some kid is chewing or some shit like that, or they're in like a box of chocolates no, or they, something? They don't do that in this one. They don't do that. Yeah. Okay, well, unless yeah. they did yeah. it in the end credits, but I didn't stay. So there is some callbacks to the original Men in Black. So they have this office in the London office, and it's um, Liam Neeson's like boardroom. Because so, he's he's called I think he's T he's Agent T and since he's like the highest T he's called High T and he has an office and he has these paintings on the wall and one of them one of the paintings is Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones Tommy Lee Jones and they're okay. like fighting yeah. some aliens and the other painting is him and Hemsworth so that's one that's the only callback yeah and and the little gun and the little gun and I guess Emma Thompson I think she was in the third one was she yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think she was in the third. I don't like that movie. Do, do you like any of these movies? Not really. Like when you said when you said it, that it wasn't very funny, I, I tried to remember the first one, and it's not very funny either. They try and make it funny, but it's not. Will Smith can make anything a bit more funny, though. I guess this is similar because Chris Hemsworth's pretty funny, but it's just not that funny in this. They try. It's not even his fault. Like I think it's just the writing. It just wasn't. Apparently the first one's the best one, but I watched it recently and it doesn't it doesn't look that good. I don't think it ages. Oh that yeah, well. it looks terrible. It it looks terrible. What what where do you rate this though among them? I don't really remember the the other ones. The first one's when the cat with the with the little thing around his neck and Vincent D'Onofrio is looking for it. The second one is with the lady who's an alien. I don't really remember that one, but yeah. Okay. And the third one's with Josh Josh Brolin, right? Josh Rowland, when he time travels back in time. I'd probably say it's better than the last two, so the second and the third, and maybe the first one's better, but obviously in terms of visuals and stuff, this one's better. And the aliens, they look more... So in the first one, or in, in the original ones, they the aliens look a bit they look a bit disgusting. Like, they're not, they're not like, visually appealing in any way. They, they look like they're probably aliens. In this one, they make them a little bit cuter. I like cute stuff. Do you like cute stuff or do you like the more disgusting? For this sort of movie, maybe they should have gone... There is some disgusting aliens in this, but most of them are sort of more cute. They're more like the Fantastic Beasts. All that being said, I don't think it's... It's not like the worst movie. It's just a bit forgettable. It's it's not horrible. Like, you don't get a headache from watching it. You can just, like, have it in the background and it's... Yeah, it's fine. Does it have those little guys that drink tequila and smoke cigarettes? Yeah, it does. They're not in it much though. They, I think they would. You just see them. That's it. Because they're in the New York office. They're not in the London office. They're pretty funny. I like those guys. Yeah, they, they don't really say anything in this either. But they're, they're okay, in it. That's all. Yeah. Is there is there the dog? The dog that talks. The, the pug? pug. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But only yeah. for like a yeah. scene. I surprisingly know a lot about Men in Black. I didn't know I did, but I do. <laughs> I remember there was a TV show that I used to watch. Like an animated show, The Men in Black. I've never seen the TV show. But the movies are constantly on TV for some reason. I think I always watch them. Maybe they're just still popular. I just, I I was never really like a massive fan of Men in Black. Yeah. When it came out, I was because I really wanted to watch it. And I don't think I did till like way later. When I did watch it, I didn't think it was that good. I like the song though. Oh, in this one? No, in in the first one. No, the first one. Well, he, he does a different song for each one. The first one's the, the, men in the black. We Are The Men in Black. I think the first one has the best song. Does this one have a song? I don't think it does. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what they were missing. Yeah. They need a song. Yeah. Um, but they leave it open to sequels, I guess. So, like, more international stuff. So, Tessa Thompson ends up... So, she joins on, like, a probationary period, but she passes that. So, she goes back to New York office and... Chris Hemsworth becomes the head of London office because Liam Neeson dies. Well, I'm guessing even if he didn't die, he wouldn't be head because he was bad. But Yeah. Well, I don't... Yeah. The thing is, I don't know if he was completely bad. I think he gets mutated by the alien or something. Uh, okay. So he's not like... So at the start of the movie, it's when him and Hemsworth go to the Eiffel Tower to fight these aliens. And that's why they're famous because apparently they defeated some like massive alien back then. And you find out that Hemsworth was actually neuralized, so he doesn't actually remember exactly what happened. He just remembers that they went up there and they defeated some alien, but he doesn't remember any of the details. So you find out that Liam Neeson was actually um, bad since then. Okay. It was completely, you saw it coming from a mile away. That being said, though, so I went to watch this with my wife, and before the movie, she was like, 
not happy to watch this at all. She was like, you're wasting my time. You know, we, we're going out and we watch these like crappy movies all the time. And it's, it's you know, let's just, let's, we could have just stayed at home and watched Ladies in Black, which I'll talk about in a second. But she walked out and she's like, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that movie. So I think you have to basically be like hating your life to really enjoy this. Yeah. So lower, lower your expectations and everything will exceed your expectations. Yeah. So if, you, if you're just like hating your existence before you walk in, you'll come out enjoying it. But if you go in with any sort of expectations, you probably will be underwhelmed. I think that's all I had were Men in Black International. Did you have any other questions? No, no. I think I asked all my. So you're definitely going to watch it now? I don't know. I didn't realize until we did this, but it turns out I'm a big Men in Black fan, so maybe I should watch it. You knew more about the movie than me. Yeah. You basically knew everything about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I, I somehow did. I'll probably wait. I won't watch it in cinemas. I'll wait till it comes out on on a streaming service, based off what you said. I'll probably definitely watch it, though, based off all this knowledge I have of Men in Black. I quickly wanted to talk about another movie, some Men in Black. There's a movie called Ladies in Black. It's in no way related to Men in Black. It's not in the same universe. I haven't heard of it. It's basically an Australian film based off a novel called Women in Black. And it basically tells the story of a group of department store employees. I think it's in like the 1950s in Sydney. And it stars Anjuri Rice who's the kid in Nice Guys, and she's Betty Brandt in Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. yeah. So she's the main character, and it also has Rachel Taylor, who was in Transformers 1, and Red Dog, another great Australian film. Transformers 1 or Transformers 2? Transformers 1. Okay. Who was she in Transformers 1? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. But apparently she was in it. And it also has Noni Hazelhurst, who was the host of Play School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember her? No, I... uh, Which one was she? (laughs) She was like, like I'll probably, I'll probably recognize her if I see her. Yeah. But I, well, she looks I, a bit different to yeah. how she did in those. She's probably old now. She's, yeah, she's old, and it, yeah. and it also has Shane Jacobson, that comedian. You you know him when you see him. Basically, an all Australian cast. Shane Jacobson is he the the toilet bloke, Dunny? I think so. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's the same. Yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. But basically, yeah, it's it's not a bad movie. So the main character, she's. Just finished year 12 and she she's on a summer break. So she decides to get a part-time job and she joins what's basically like a Meyer or David Jones, a, a department store as a uh, summer casual. This is a really Australian. This will become super Australian. No <laughs> one knows what's it. No one knows what's happening. <laughs> so she's a, she's, she's a Christmas casual. So she joins for like the, the busy Christmas period. Everyone not in Australia. No idea what's happening at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is based in the 1950s as well. There's two other people that work there. So Rachel Taylor's one of them. And there's this other lady as well. And so Rachel Taylor is single and she's kind of had a, had enough of these Australian blokes because they're, they're not very nice, especially back in the 1950s. All they do is talk about Keith Miller and Donald Bradman. They sound great. That's, that's actually, <laughs> they sound great. <laughs> that's actually the movie. Take me back. Yeah. Apparently, if Keith Miller focused on his batting, he would have been better than Don Bradman. Really? But he was too big on the spin, was he? Well, he was, was an all-rounder. Keith rounder. Miller a spinner? No, I think it was a... Uh, I thought he was pace, I think it was a spinner. He might have, I'm not sure. He might have been spinner. But yeah, he was an all-rounder. And he's from Melbourne. Yeah, and, and also in this movie, it's based in Sydney, and they give Melbourne a lot of shit for some reason. Because <laughs> there's this Ooh. one character who's... Don't know about that. He's from Melbourne and he goes to Sydney and they're like, and he's he says something. He's like, the cake shops in Melbourne are better. And then they're like, yeah, because they don't have anything else in Melbourne. So they had to have cake. Like, okay, that was just cheap and unnecessary. That was uncalled for. Take it down a notch, seriously. <laughs> you, you kiss your mum with that mouth? <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about these people that work in this store and their personal life. So the the three of them have different lives. Like the the other one, she has a husband that goes missing for like three weeks and no one cares. Like he just leaves. He's on a bender. <laughs> it turns <laughs> out he was just going to some farm in Wagga Wagga or something to help his friend out, and he just never tells his wife about it. He was on a bender. The yeah. farm in Wagga Wagga is the the pub down the road <laughs> that's what it's called in the 1950s people just don't care like if people go missing they're like yeah they'll be back soon because you can't call them so but he's gone for like three weeks and they're just like yeah he'll be back he'll be back and she just look, continues look. to work and yeah 
It's life is life as usual. If you're on a three-week bender, you you do what you got to do. There's this other character that works in the store. She's like this European immigrant. So a lot of the movies about these the difference between the local Aussies who are technically also immigrants because they came from England, but like the other Europeans that came here post World War Two. And so there's this Slovenian lady that came here from the war, and she came to to Australia to live in Sydney. And she also works in the store and she becomes good friends with, with the main character. And it's also about that. And basically there's a subtle, just a subtle racism between like the local Australians and the immigrants that came in post-war. I'm making it sound really bad, but it's actually a pretty good movie. It sounds all right. Sounds, yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. So if you want a, if you want a feel good story and um, a glimpse of what 1950s Australia was like with, with immigrants and locals, then it's a, it's a good movie. It was it was actually quite good for me or for any Australian to watch because you don't really know much about that period of time in Australia. I recommend it. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, okay. Probably better than the two movies we talked about today. Oh no, Godzilla, Godzilla's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good stuff. <laughs> pretty good stuff. Yeah. You know, Ladies in Black, check it out. It's good. Is Amazon Prime international? Yeah, yeah. I think it should be on all Amazon Prime. Everyone, check it out then. Don't often talk about Aussie films. Yeah, we should. Talk about them every now and then, because some of them are good. Some, most of them are depressing and boring, but some of them are good. Maybe next week we'll review Australia, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Oh, yeah. I heard that one. Hugh Jackman. I heard that one's boring. Yeah, I hear it is as well. <laughs> Let's not review that. Let's review Paper Planes. I heard that one's good. Ooh. Yeah, well, maybe. It's got... Sam Worthington. Yeah, Sam Worthington. It's got Sam Worthington. Or is it Jay Courtney? It's one of those two. Nah, Sam Worthington. Jay Courtney's Sam in the other one. He's in the one about the uh, pelican. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Storm Boy. Yes. Lion was a good movie. That was Australian, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, technically not an Australian movie, but it is shot in Australia. Shot in um, good old Hobart. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was Hobart. Just down the road from where I live. All right. I think that's all I had in terms of people in black clothing. <laughs> So we had Men in Black and Ladies in Black. I don't have any other monster-related news, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll go back to the Who Am I? Let's see if you get this. Is it one of the people I've mentioned today? (laughs) No, it's not. Okay, then I'm not going to get it. Oh, we don't have a chance. I'll give you the clues again. Let's see see if you somehow you you get it. If it was an MIB-related trivia, I would probably somehow know it. (laughs) You would have definitely got it because you seem to know everything about those movies. I was a millennium, an ancient alien that crashed into Earth millions of years in the past and remained dormant on the bottom of the sea, encased in rock. My ship was discovered by the CCI, Crisis Command Intelligence, and they attempted to hoist it out of the water with balloons. However, the movement resulted in my awakening, and I raised myself and my ship out of the water on my own. I then went on search to find genetic material that I needed to reconstruct my physical body. I eventually found Godzilla, whose DNA could help me regain my normal form. I attacked and defeated the King of Monsters and in the process absorbed his DNA. However, I did not anticipate the side effects of the absorption, with my cells being mutated and me taking a rather monstrous form. I am 60 metres tall, 75 metres in length, and weigh 40,000 tonnes. Who am I? No idea. Mecha something? (laughs) No, so this monster's name is Orga. Never heard of it. And... The name is derived from Organizer G1, which is the name of the substance in Godzilla's cells that is the source of his extreme durability and regeneration in the Japanese version of Godzilla 2000 Millennium. So this monster was in that movie, Godzilla 2000. I haven't seen it, unfortunately. But for those monster enthusiasts out there, they might have got this one. Oh, yeah, and Ladies in Black, I would, I would say it's a cognitive recalibration. I think it, uh, it's, a, it's a good movie, not a regression. It's good. We've had two... Two recalibrations today, only one regression. Anything else we had to say? No, I think we should just plug ourselves. Plug ourselves like crazy. Yeah, so if people want to get in touch with us, what do they do? So we've got our Facebook and Twitter. No, Facebook and Instagram at Cognitive Recalibration. And we're on Twitter at C Recalibration. And shoot us an email at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. I think that's it. All podcast networks. All podcast networks. And if you want to give us a like on our Facebook page, if you haven't already, please do so because we do all our updates on the Facebook page now. And please tell your friends about this podcast as well if they're into this sort of stuff. If you're from America, let us know. Yeah, because apparently we have a lot of American listeners, which we were not aware of. <laughs> my my theory is it's the CIA trying to find out if we're terrorists, but 
Shravan thinks they're actual listeners, so let us know who which one of us are right. I'm hoping they're actual listeners. I think I think it might might be the CIA. If you are, we're not terrorists, but that's what a terrorist <laughs> yeah. would say. So no, <laughs> yeah. So so keep listening. Keep, if you're enjoying our content and you're from the CIA, let us know. Yeah, just just keep listening because <laughs> yeah. you're giving us the downloads. So just just keep doing it. All right, that's it. And um, I think we'll. We'll be doing Toy Story 4 next week, which is apparently uh, really good. Oh, okay. I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah. Apparently, it's really, really good. Looking forward to it. All right. See you guys in the next episode of Cognitive Recalibration. See you next time. See you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.